let's say hypothetically speaking, I worked out. I could look back at myself two years from now and see a difference. If I cared, I could look back at myself and be like, holy shit, that guy was not, that was no good. And I could look at myself now and be like, yeah, I'm in better shape now. I'm healthier now. I look better now. And there's a, there's a difference. We need to do that in all areas. I don't know why physically, I don't know if it's because we can see it that we say, oh yeah, there's a difference. I see I'm different. I don't know why we don't do that intellectually. I don't know why we don't do that emotionally, spiritually, relationally with people. I don't know why we don't, but we need to. So again, this is my pointless mission is to challenge people to think. 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 The ADAPT podcast is a show focused on entrepreneurship and paving one's own way in life. By shining a light on those who are taking unconventional career paths, we hope you'll find that the possibilities are endless should you only be willing to adapt. Welcome back to the Adapt Podcast. This is episode six. Uh, I'm Arnell. I am Evan. What's up, everybody? Derek here. And today we have a very special guest. We have the elusive writer, Jack. Uh, But I'm going to let Evan do the introduction here because they go way back. Well, we don't go way back, but... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you're wrong. I actually very recently met Jack, but I think he has a very interesting story to tell. So Jack here, a.k.a. Jay Raymond, he is a writer who has done extensive prose, poetry, writings, and different um, can I, can I literature just say, in that is, vein. Listen, you're making me sound awful. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry about that. It's, it's all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Make, how would, yes. Yeah. You, you make me sound awful, but it's fine because I am. So oh. I'm just a writer. I, I, I don't know how I got here. I, I have, I've published three books, two of which have become bestsellers. And if you ask me how that happened, I don't know if I could tell you exactly how that happened. Okay. Okay. So that's how we're here. And we don't need to embellish it. We don't need to make it seem like I'm, you know, I'm some kind of genius. I'm not. I'm an idiot. Hey, I think I think we're all idiots yeah, to some extent sure, here. So sure, I, I you're just in, you're in I good just, company. Yeah, sure. I just I, I admit it, and I'm good at being an idiot. And my vernacular is good. My, you know, I, I write words in the proper order, and people enjoy it. And that's Beautiful. That's good enough. That's that's, that's what I do. That's what so. we love. Sure. That's what we love. I have trouble with so, that sometimes. It's did hard. Do, did you do well in school in English? I was good in sports, so <laughs> that's what I was good at. I was good at sports, um, and with, you know, mildly with women, and didn't go to college, and <clears throat> so I was like a lot of people who thought, you know, if I just make enough money, I'll be happy. That was my goal in life. If I just make enough money and have the right car and the right clothes and I had enough Canali suits, I'd be happy. And then I had all those things and 10 years later I was miserable and unhappy and that was when I turned to writing and uh, it was something that was always a passion of mine but only after 10 years of 
doing the wrong thing did I realize that was what was important to me. So, That's yeah. Awesome. And how, yeah. how did you come to the the decision that writing was a thing? Like, what were you doing at the time, and how was it so different from what you do now? Well, I sold insurance for 10 years. In South Florida? In South Florida. Very popular for that. It is, by the yeah. Way. Yeah. yeah, a lot of old, dying Jews. <laughs> They need insurance. <laughs> they do. You're, you're doing the Lord's work. Well, plots are expensive. So it was more like uh, it was what paid me the most. I didn't know any better. I was 18 and I, I got this shitty job selling insurance and I was good at it. So I made a lot of money. And like a lot of people, once you start making money, you think, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And whether you're happy or not, and whether it's fulfilling or not, is secondary. And so you do that long enough, and then you have a mental breakdown. And that was for me. My dad died, and I lost a lot of things. I lost uh, a lot of things. I lost a life savings, a car, a home. And uh, when you lose everything, only then are you like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with my life? What now? I have nothing left, so what should I do? And for me, it was, it was writing. Writing made me happy. So I think for a lot of people, they never get to a point where they're low enough to not care and just say, what, what do I want to do? And for me, it was, uh, it was that. I lost everything, and then I wanted to write. So, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, um, I was just going to say, so when you started writing, was that... I mean, that was a response to kind of you, you know, not finding fulfillment in your job and these different things in your life happening. But was what, like, did you did you consciously think, you know, this could potentially be a career for you? Or was it just kind of like, I'm going to do this and I don't care if it makes money. And it's just like whatever happens, happens. And then it just kind of happened organically. Yeah, I had. Uh, I It was a bucket list. It was a it was a a dream to one day write a book that I didn't care if anyone ever read it. Um, so getting here was impossible. It was, uh, it was, it was never planned. It wasn't choreographed for me. It was, I lost everything. I had nothing left. I was in a dark corner of a bar and drunk and on every drug imaginable and sleeping with any woman who would let me and writing about it. That was what I did. I did that for a year and wrote about it. And then someone convinced me to share that with someone or with social on social media. And six months later, I had a publishing deal. Yeah. And I wasn't even on... I'm older, so like... I wasn't even on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't, that wasn't even a thing. So... When someone was like, yeah, you should really share your work on like Instagram and Facebook. I was like, what the fuck is Instagram? I didn't know what that was. Well, the way, I mean, like just looking at your Instagram, it's a perfect medium for your product because it's just kind of like these nice snippets. It's just a good visual format for it. Yeah. So I, and I, I still don't know what I'm doing. It's been, you know, I remember when we were talking about it, it's, it was, uh, it's quick. It was sudden it's only been two two and a half years for me so when someone says i get messages all the time every day someone's like how did you do it what'd you do i don't know i'm honest 
I fuck this thing up all the time. That's what I do, and I think people respect that. They respect that you are genuine, the authenticity of it. It's not it's not a facade for me. I don't I don't wake up every day and I say, how can I get one over on someone? How can I make an, a dollar off of someone I don't know? Man, it's an art for me. I just write and I go through life the same way everyone else does and I just write about it. It's just I, uh, I write about it. I, I write about the things that people hide. Mm. Right, so, so like we were joking, like we were at a bar, right? And we were all joking and Robin is there, and Twan, we're all there, right? And I, I, we're we're laughing about the fact that my next book is called Chlamydia on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Love the title. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, Just the title is awful. But it but it grabs you though. Yeah, it gets the people going. I'm I'm very intrigued. <laughs> it gets the people going. <laughs> <It's> going. <laughs> yeah, let's let's. Why don't you? Uh, you had an interesting story around that title. As I recall, well, I gave my my son's mother chlamydia on Thanksgiving. <laughs> there it is. There's the truth. Oh my if you God. thought your Thanksgiving was bad, yeah. you don't want to see your in-laws. Right. Guess what? It could get worse. Oh my God. I hope she wasn't the one making dinner. I hope this happened like well into the night. So, all right. So I, I thought <laughs> there's no. I don't know how to digress from. So it's <laughs> no escape. If you want to learn more about this story, you should read the book. Yeah. That's coming out when? Coming soon, right? Thanksgiving. That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh, my God. I'm going to buy it. But look, you know what? I, I think people are attracted to that rough, brutal honesty, right? Because most mm -hmm. people would never tell that story. Right. <laughs> they would hide it, yeah. right? So I just I just really want to say really quick, just for our, our listeners, um, Jack, you are the perfect case in point when you know you figure out what you want to do and you figure out something you're passionate about and you decide to just pursue it relentlessly the universe conspires in your favor and um so that's i think that's why a lot of people who are really doing what they want to do a lot of them don't really realize how they even got there you know for me it was it was like my entire life i wanted to write i knew that i wanted when i was growing up and i was a kid i wanted to be a a major league baseball player but that was a fantasy I also wanted to be a writer, and that was a fantasy. And then you go to school, and you graduate, and you become an adult, and you pay bills and shit, and you go to college, and you do all of these things that people tell you you're supposed to do. And you just fall asleep. You're just, you're just daydreaming all day long. And I did that. I did it for 10 years, and I was successful at it. I made a couple hundred thousand a year, and mm -hmm. I had the house and the kid and got engaged. I did all the, the shit. The that normal people, societal yeah, shit. Yeah, all the stuff that people tell you you're supposed to do, I did it. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years after it, I'm 30, and I'm like, this is terrible. Mm -hmm. This is terrible. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> this isn't. <laughs> and, and the woman I'm with, she's like, you're not even good at faking it. <laughs> so Got she it. didn't want to be with me I didn't want to be with her I didn't want to keep doing this so for me it was and this is what I found to be true with most people they don't change until they lose everything when it gets bad enough whether it's an addict or whatever if it's just a job or a career or whatever they don't change they don't make big changes until it gets really bad until they lose it for me I had to lose it if I was stronger, a better person, then sure, halfway along the road, I would have said, 
you know, there's a better way. I should just try writing and maybe save my... F it, was, I, it wasn't that easy for me. I had to lose everything. And then only after I lost everything did I say, what the hell do I really want to do with my life? And it was writing. So that's what I, that's what I started to do. I, I proceeded to fuck up the next three years of my life and write about it. And it just so happened to be a story that a lot of people wanted to read, but uh, I, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't for a shock factor. I just lived my life finally, honestly, and made real genuine mistakes and learned from them and then wrote about them. And it was crazy because I was making these crazy mistakes like giving my son's mother chlamydia. <laughs> on Thanksgiving. And people were like, Bro, that's insane. And then I realized, like, I, I mentioned it just once, like, in just publicly mentioned it. And people were like, yeah, I've, I've given my spouse an STD. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how is that? How is this possible? And then so, so people were like, there was a segment of the population who were like, yeah, I can relate to that. And then there was a much larger segment of the population who were like, I can understand that. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's awful, mm -hmm. but, but I want to know more, and it happens, and <laughs> yeah. it's honest, so right. tell me more, because so much of what we hear and what we see is bullshit. Yeah, people are drawn to just, I mean, you're just blatantly honest, you Raw know, and it's like most people hide, you know, things that they find either uncomfortable or shameful or something like that, and, you know, you just put it out there, and I think people are definitely drawn to that type of thing. Can I, can I ask in terms of when you started your Instagram and you started posting your work on Instagram, like what was your response rate like? Like how did you start to grow on there? So social media is a lot like society in general where if you write or post in such a way that everyone can relate to, you'll be popular. And you get reposted. Sure. Lot. Yeah. Sure. If, if I had wonderful luscious breasts <laughs> i would have so many followers i don't have that i mean my breasts are all right but like they're not luscious they're like your words are wonderfully they're luscious. like an a cup so i can't it's not gonna get me far i knew that so i had to turn to words and when i did that i started to understand that a lot of the uh the writing community um they, they just pander, just like a lot of music is, just like a lot of pop culture is. It's no different. I, I don't, social media to me is just a response to who we are now. We all want a platform. We all want to relate to something. And Facebook and MySpace and Instagram and Twitter, it was just a response to what we became. We needed a platform. We all wanted to have a voice. We all needed a soapbox. So that was the market's response to us needing those things. So all these writers now, I, I think of like a Mark Twain or a Leo Tolstoy or the, the writers I grew up on. These guys would write for 5, 10, 15 years and no one would give a shit. No one would listen to them. No one even told them they were good or bad. No one acknowledged them. And you know what they did? They sat in their room and they fucking they just wrote. No one cared. Now, you don't even need a journal. You don't need a diary. Just take a shit, open your phone, 
and post a thought and people are like, yeah, I'll double tap that. You're a genius. I love it. You're great. And now you're a writer. That's what writing has become. To me, it's an art. And we've bastardized it in a way. And uh, that's, that's social media. So I have this love-hate relationship where it's made me uh, a lot of money or enough money to sur- survive, I guess. And it's made two of my three books of best bestsellers. I, I don't know if um, all, all the writers coming into it appreciate it. I, I feel like they just, uh, they just want to be liked. They just want to double tap. They want to be reposted. That's that's what's important to them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's one of the it's the blessing and the curse for sure. Um, the social media thing and our generation. I think we're all a little bit older here. Um, we come from a, we come from a place where you know social media and internet didn't exist yet. So we have an appreciation for like the old school way of doing things and learning things. Um, so we definitely still have an appreciation for the art aspect of it. So. I remember when social media like entailed writing a note to the cute girl in class, folding it up into a football, and then like <sighs> knocking it across the room so to yes. hit her in the back of the head, and then that was social media. And, you- and that was suspense. <laughs> yeah, because no. what if you hit the wrong girl? Like, I, <laughs> well, not only now that, Emily but, thinks I have a crush on her, but really it was for Susie. But not only that, what if she was like, mm, no, not you? Well, see, I had a box that said yes or no, so she could check it <laughs> I and miss, then let yes. me know. God, I miss the, the, checking the, of the, innocence, the innocence of those days. I miss it. Mm-hmm. Now it's mm-hmm. like, here's my dick. You know, <laughs> what do you think? It's true. It's, it's so a, true. It's every, our life has become dick pics. Oh my god, I know. It's, it's so awful. <laughs> I've gotten two. So <laughs> I can't wow. I can't even imagine what how many you've gotten. You get them from all communities, huh? Well the first dick pic I got <laughs> <laughs> I opened it and it was a dick. Mm-hmm. By definition. That's how that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In and picture I've, format. And I've only seen my dick and porn dicks. Mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing a civilian dick. That's way different, <laughs> by the way. That's not like dressed up or anything. That's just like here's a person's penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And and <laughs> it gets pretty crazy. Well, I, I didn't know that. So I open it, and my only res- my my instinct, my response was, why? Yeah. So that's what I said. Why? Uh-huh. And he said, "Just checking." Uh, what does that even mean? <laughs> he was just checking. Just checking. Like just checking. No. Just, just checking. checking. Just wondering. That is and hilarious. I was like, no, and then he deleted it and blocked me. I think, but it, I mean, he blocked you. <laughs> he blocked me. I was like, I asked for it. It's my. I'm punishing it's you. Your fault. He checked the no box. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so we ran the gambit. Like I think, I, I think most people are scared to be themselves to, to different extremes, right? Some people don't have crazy, crazy idiosyncrasies; others do. But either way, most people aren't honest with themselves, and they're definitely not honest with the general public. So they look to people who are, and they kind of, you know, that that person might become a hero for a minute, or maybe when they're reading your book, you're a hero in a way, or at the very least, a voice of these people who are like, "That's me. I don't want to work in the." insert job here that you don't love I was, mm-hmm. i've been attacking accountants for like six episodes Bro, that's that's like my last two books yeah if you're a cpa i don't know i feel bad for you You might actually like that job i know a few people that love that job they might 
but I kill those. They others. are they are necessary. <laughs> however, they every job is necessary. Mm-hmm. You need a CPA. Mm-hmm. I probably do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be. I would in imagine jail. you would. Yeah, I'm gonna end up in jail for not. Can can we talk really quick about? Can we pull up his Instagram and then scroll down to the um, the Kim Kardashian post? I just wanna I just wanna go there. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So yeah, so one of the one of the things that you said that that I, well, can I just read some of your caption? <laughs> um, so it's so it's basically for our listeners. It's basically a clip of um, yeah a fake Kardashian show. I think it's, it looks like it's made in like The Sims or something, and they're having like a very basic, superficial, surface level conversation about nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. Kim Kardashian is like, you should order the orange soda. And Khloe Kardashian is like, okay. And then the waiter comes and Khloe Kardashian is like, I'll have the grape soda. Strawberry soda. Right. (laughs) And Kim Kardashian is like, how could you do this? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so there's a part where you say, stop staring at yourself. Stop being so surface level. This is not a practice session or a trial run. Go fuck shit up and make some noise. Go explore. Go make a few regrets and laugh in the face of everything ordinary. Go listen to opposing views without judgment. Go learn something new. Go lose your way and challenge yourself. Turn away from the mirror and the television set and do a bunch of shit you've never done before. Stop sleepwalking. You're not a princess. I love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, and then then one more. Dang. You're not a luxury. The life all around you and the thousands of people you overlook and no longer have the attention span to get to know, that is luxury. So we're not, you know, I don't, it's easier for me to write it than it is to talk <laughs> about it. That's why I'm a writer. I, I know, guess. I know. But it's, um, God, I don't know what we're doing anymore. We're, we're, we're odd. And I'm new to San Francisco and I love it, man. I love it here. But everyone's offended, offended or offensive. One of the two. And it's weird because I, I grew up, uh, you know, I was born in Houston and my dad was a Marine and you used to like have an, we used to have an opinion and people would disagree and be like, that's interesting. Tell me more. Now it's like, oh, you're so, I can't believe you ordered the grape soda. (laughs) They're going to protest it. And I'm like. Why can't we like? Can't we disagree with the thing anymore? Yeah. Well, uh, the unfortunate thing to say about that, in my opinion, is that um, screw your opinion. Yeah, hey, I'm offended. <laughs> well, tell me why. I'm, of- I'm offended. I'm going to protest that. No, I think I think man, as a generation, I don't know if people are too scared to say what they really feel, or unfortunately, if America and maybe the rest of the world, for that matter, has been dumbed down, right? Because there's so much noise on social media but no one's really saying much right i think that's why you have such a strong following and why people read your stuff i haven't had a chance to read the book shit but i've read some of the stuff on your um instagram and it's like yeah exactly but how many people could actually tell you why they have an opinion mm-hmm. like why do you have that opinion oh no because kim kardashian told me i should drink social media told me so. yeah because everyone else does mm-hmm. it's become popular look i didn't vote for trump thanks but it's popular to hate the dude now yeah and you can ask a segment of the population why do you hate this i saw high schoolers out of school they didn't even vote they can't even vote 
and they're protesting Trump. And I'm like, wait a second. I, all I can do is look back at when I was a child. And if I would have told my father, hey, listen, I'm not going to school today. Trump was elected. I got to protest that. He would have beat the shit out of me. He would have beat the brakes <laughs> right off of me. He'd have been like, you're going to school. I don't give a shit who's in office. And then you're going to go to college and you're going to get a job and you're going to learn some shit. And that would have been the end of it. I don't know what we're doing anymore. So, like, the Kardashian thing is systemic to me. It's uh, it's just like social media. It's It's the market's response to who we're becoming. We needed the Kardashians because we're not doing anything interesting. We're not creating anything. So we got to watch. I dated a girl and I walked in after dinner and she's sitting on the bed and she's watching the little, literally, I think it's called the little people of Dallas. And I'm like, what is this? (laughs) And she's like, it's the little people of Dallas. It's great. You should watch it. I'm like, they're eating. They're fucking eating dinner. That's all they're doing. Just eat dinner. <laughs> Just go eat dinner. Why are we what? But this is this is entertainment now. This is what this is what we've turned to because we're not creating anything. So now, if you just create anything at all, it's that's television. unique. People want it. Maybe today, maybe today, earth shattering is. Ground, grounding though right like just like your dad would be like no you're going to class maybe someone needs to go out there and say dude the kardashians suck like why are you watching this i say this all it, the time God, it's grounding I can't wait, right man. like i can't wait for us to look at these things and and writing in general so so i'm lumped in with poetics or you know poets there's a part of me who believes uh or that believes that poetry has become so popular now because our attention spans are such shit that we can open up a book of poetry and it's only a few sentences. It's one page max. So our attention spans are garbage. We can open up any page, read one page and say, yeah, I love to read. Close the book and go about our lives. Now we love reading. I'm a book nerd worm whatever the fuck it is and we'll hashtag it and we'll, we'll post a picture of it and we'll be like yeah i love reading because i read this one page and we're and we're so like everyone loves to just post you know these quotes. short snippets and quotes mm-hmm. and motivational there's so many little sound by you know the twitter it's a you know it's like a sound by yeah, 140 characters generation. It's, everything's a fortune cookie that's, yeah. that's that's writing an easily digestible bite yep if i have to think about it that's too much that's that's where we're at now. So the most popular writers on social media are people like R.M. Drake, R.H. Sin, Jay Ironwood. They're these people who've sold a Rupee Cower. They've sold shit tons of books. They're, Rupee Cower's next book deal is going to be for her advance is going to be a half a mil, maybe a mil. And all she ever does is say, you're a woman, you're a survivor, you're strong, and you're beautiful. Mm. good luck in a million mm. different ways that's it that's all she ever says and mm. and because it's that's that's a bieber song to me it's a Katy perry song to me it's it's <laughs> you're a survivor you're gonna roar that's all it ever is it's just regurgitated bullshit it's just that's what 
that's what we need. We need to feel like we're beautiful. We're a survivor. We're all right. And it's very easy to throw on, you know, you get a nice background of like a sunset and you can just put that and, in and a nice I, font. And what I want to say, go, you and, know, and, get and, shared. And where I come in, I, I, I want to like, I want to kick the door in and be like, you're a piece of shit. You're terrible. You're not a, you're not great. Not all the time. That's all right. That's okay. You can be a piece of shit sometimes. And just, can you just acknowledge it? Can you have some self-awareness right. and know that you're not that great? Yeah. I hate what Beyonce and Rihanna, and Beyonce and Rihanna and, and all this pop culture shit, they have these women and people thinking that they're queens and they're working at Radio Shack. And they're like, I don't need no fucking man. Queen is at, a, a popular hashtag nowadays. It is, mm-hmm. right? It is. And I'm like, they're like, I don't need no fucking man. I'm like, yo, you work at Auntie Anne's. Like, you sell pretzels. Like, can you calm yourself down? <laughs> like, it's all right. You can have some humility. Like, it's it's not a bad thing. Like, what happened to that? So, obviously, you know, a lot of there's a lot of popular writers on social media nowadays, and they get reposted all the time by different kinds of people. And sometimes you get people that actually stand behind what you write. And they repost it, and then you have the people that wish they could stand behind what you write and repost it. Do, do you find, do you ever look at your followers and, and find that the people reposting your stuff are like the types of people that you are also talking about right now? Sure. So I started doing this um, thing where, uh, like six months ago, where I'd write made up shit. I mm. would just, from the ether of my ass, I would write. <laughs> stuff that i like i can come up just give me it like just make up just give me a word if you said wildflower i would say she has eyes like a wildflower and a soul like lightning mm-hmm. i don't know what the fuck that means and then and you'd see who reposted it they'd go crazy <laughs> i'd post it yeah. they would go ape shit yeah and they and girls and they tag each other they'd be like oh my god this is so you and i'm like and i would look at my phone and I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> like Hitler, like I hate you like Hitler. Like that's in my heart. Like I yeah. don't like you. Yeah. Unfo- and I would add, I'd message them privately. Uh-huh. Unfollow me. Yeah. If you've bought a book, I want to refund you. Because yeah. you're an asshole. Mm. You're not yeah. even using your fucking brain. You're yeah. just... It, and it's, it's like, that's what writing and art and a lot of things, music, mm-hmm. that's what it's become. It's, it's just a mad lib list of words. If, if, I, if I am a country singer, all I have to do is, is come up with a song that includes the words dirt road, <laughs> blue jeans, PBR, PBR, yeah. Bud Light, right, whatever, whatever dog. anything like that. And it goes crazy. And writing's the same way. And I knew it. I knew it from a, a month. I was on social media for a month after never being on it. And I saw all these people who were famous. In social media terms, they were famous. And everyone was slobbing them. Mm-hmm. They were all like, this guy's a genius. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I saw one writer. He said uh, she was a butterfly with bleeding feathers. But butterflies don't, don't have, have feathers. feathers. <laughs> <laughs> and how could you see their blood? And the, they're tiny, <laughs> little droplets of blood on your imaginary feathers. So this is what I. So so like an asshole, I said, "Fuck you." <laughs> butterflies don't have feathers. Yeah. And you know what someone did? They messaged me and said that with a link to like a wiki, Wikipedia page 
of like some kind of endangered butterfly that had feathers. They did not. They did not and know. I they had like, to look that up. I was like, "Fuck you!" That's not what he meant. He's just making shit up. So it's all. It, it doesn't matter. None of it matters. So creatively, we have to. And this is what we were talking about at the bar. It's like. What do you want to do? Do you want to be honest or do you just want to make money? Because there's a lot of jobs out there where you can just make money. You can do it dishonestly. I live in the Tenderloin. There's a bunch of people who make money dishonestly out there. They do it all the time. (laughs) I see a dude dead on the street. He just gave his last $20 up for some whatever to, to be okay for 10 minutes. That's what people do creatively and it's it's frustrating for me yeah so i have two questions for you from that so one do you sort of see it as your responsibility to bring the art back into it and keep it that way and then two how do you continue to do what you do knowing that social media has sort of cheapened what you do yeah so it is um i'm on this stupid mission that will go nowhere where I want people to read something that they don't relate to and still appreciate it. And I don't know if that's just because I'm in my 30s and people in their 20s aren't capable of that, but I miss it, man. I miss us being able to read or art or a song. Like, listen, I don't like polka music. Mm -hmm. I don't like salsa. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like the chips and salsa i don't like salsa music (laughs) but what kind of asshole would i be to say that's shit because i don't like it there's millions of people who like that kind of music and musicians who create it using instruments i'll never even learn how to play and i'm gonna sit here because i don't like it and say that's shit and that's what we're becoming this generation is becoming an entire segment of people who say, because I don't like it, it's shit. I hate that. That drives me crazy. I want us to look at something and say, I disagree. Or I don't understand it. But let me take a second and try to. Let me try to understand it. And even if I disagree with it, can I respect it? Because it's art. I don't understand Picasso. I can go to a museum and see a bunch of art that I don't understand, but what kind of piece of shit would I be to look at it and be like, oh, that's all garbage? What is that? That, And that's what we're becoming. So we're becoming lazy. Now we're creating music and art and fashion. We're creating all these things just so it relates to the masses. And I don't know how to create from a position of... um, Pleasing the masses. Pleasing the masses. I don't know how to do that. That's scary to me. Mm -hmm. I've never sat down in front of a notebook by myself, drunk or on drugs at 2 a.m. and said, hey, what would Susie want me to write? Like, I've never, I I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever come up with a design that you, when you're at your lowest or your most creative and said, what would everyone love? What is that? That's McDonald's to me. That's not. That's not art. I got. I have two things to say. One, Susie, if you don't remember, is the girl from my class who I sent a note to. Way to bring that back. Second thing, I don't want to sound too in- Instagram inspirational quote here, but you reminded me of something. I think it was Aristotle who said it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. 
right? So follow me on this. Follow me on this tangent, right? Here's a here's a wild thing about that. We're talking about how we have this generation of individuals who take something at face value and, and not deeper. They don't have the ability to think about the guy who mastered the tinikling, kulintang, whatever instrument from like some far off continent because they see it at face value. But the mind is constantly rewiring itself every day based on the input you give to it. So if the only input I get is a three second snippet of a drunk chick falling off a trampoline um, into a den of pit bulls and that that's what I want to see and that's what I reward my mind with, guess what? My mind's only going to want to see that stuff because one, it gets like a, a very chemical response. It says, I liked that. Show me more. And two, it doesn't have the capacity to think beyond that. So if all you're doing is putting garbage into your mind, all you're going to be able to accept and understand is garbage. So how do we get past that? Okay. So for me, creatively and artistically, it's if it's a career, we, want, we have these uh, milestones that we need to hit. And when we hit them, we feel like we're growing. Physically, if I look back at myself, like let's say hypothetically, I don't work out. Whatever the opposite of working out is, is what I do. But let's say, let's say hypothetically speaking, I worked out. I could look back at myself two years from now and see a difference. If I cared, I could look back at myself and be like, holy shit, that guy was not, that was no good. And I could look at myself now and be like, yeah, I'm in better shape now. I'm healthier now. I look better now. And there's a, there's a difference. We need to do that in all areas. I don't know why physically, I don't know if it's because we can see it that we say, oh yeah, there's a difference. I see I'm different. I don't know why we don't do that intellectually. I don't know why we don't do that emotionally, spiritually, relationally with people. I don't know why we don't, but we need to. So again, this is my pointless mission is to challenge people to think and, uh, they don't do enough of that. They don't question things anymore. Yeah, and it's tough because I totally, you know, agree with your points about I don't think people think nearly as much about things as maybe they used to or the whole point about, um, oh, you know, like, I understand this. I don't agree with it, but I understand how other people could feel this way or something. Like, I think we're losing the ability to, to do that. But it's kind of sad, too, because at the same time, it's like, a lot of the young people coming up now, it's like we're in this sort of Instagram culture, meme culture. Everything is very, you know, in these in these little bites. And it's almost like it's hard to blame people because that's what they grew up like understanding, you know. And so it's like it's hard because it's whose responsibility is it to do these things to to change their mind state and change the way they absorb this information because it's like that's all they know, you know? And, um, I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying it's like, Oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it, but it's just, it's tough because if I grew up, you know, if I didn't know any better and that's all I saw, then maybe I would be that way. You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting kind of thing. It, it, there is a dichotomy to it. So like I'm a father, man, I so badly want my son to understand who Prince is. I want him to understand the Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan and Billy Joel. I want him to understand that. I don't want him to think that the only good music that exists comes from Justin Bieber. Not that it's terrible. That would that would hurt me. So whose responsibility? I, I don't know if I can... I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, well, that's just how things are, I guess. Certainly. I got to steer him in that. 
in that direction, right? And and creatively and artistically, we have to do that with the masses, and we have to do it knowing, look, most people are going to hate this. I hate to bring this to a close, but I think it is time for hypothetical. Is it question. time for the hypothetical? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Jack, we uh, we like to ask all of our guests a hypothetical question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so your hypothetical question is did y'all discuss this or we never know what evan's gonna say oh, yeah would you rather wake up tomorrow and you do not remember any of your friends and family they are all the same but you have no memory of them so far so good <laughs> Ouch. and that's all no um <laughs> yes thank so you have a good night. no memory of friends and family <laughs> Um, or the reverse situation, you wake up tomorrow and you know all your friends and family, but none of them remember you. So they have no knowledge of who you are. Which which scenario would you pick if you had to pick one? Uh, them not knowing who I am. Yeah, I don't have any intentions of being the same person a few years from now anyway, so... Is that so you can, you know, just kind of get rid of the people that you didn't like that much and just be like, ah, no, I never no, knew you. no, it, I, I guess <laughs> to make some levity of it, I guess, I, I guess it would be um, more that uh, uh, if, if the people in my life from a few years ago still think me to be the same person today that I was then, then they don't know me anyway. So fuck Interesting. it. Mic drop. Mm. I know. Good, good answer. Good answer. Uh, I, guess, yeah. I guess that's how I look at it. That's all right. That's Sorry, yeah, very, was that too heavy? Should I say yeah? Uh, no, was great. No, yeah. no, no, that was great. No, no, sometimes great. they're light, sometimes <laughs> they're heavy. You just never know. <laughs> before we before we uh, let Jack go, uh, could you mention a couple of books that you've written so people can come and find you? And so I I've written three books, and I'll tell you that I've outgrown my first two. So fuck them. I won't mention them. But my most recent is called concrete music and uh you know i have my next book coming out and on thanksgiving called chlamydia on thanksgiving so so yeah concrete music though but yeah it's if if you're tired of reading that you're a unicorn with (laughs) rainbows shooting out of your asshole and you're perfect exactly how you are you're not no one is fucking grow be better and uh yeah that would be the book for it i would like to also mention that all of your books on Amazon have like nothing but five stars. Yeah, I yeah, noticed. Yeah, that was that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I hate to plug an Instagram account because it makes me feel like I'll just do it. A, right. a, ba- do it. a base, a basic so. bitch. So yeah, I, I'm on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's it. That's my plug. My uh, plug is I'm on it. And is it at okay? <laughs> so you don't the want to end. tell people what it is specifically? <laughs> Just I don't care. Fine, whatever. Well, you can visit www.adaptpodcast.com to get all of his social media information. Listen, the yeah. only person. Listen, if you care enough. They'll find to you. find me, then they'll buy the book. If they don't care enough, they're just gonna follow me, and I don't give a shit. If you're not buying my book, I don't care. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Just, what it. are you gonna do? Read me and not support my art? I don't care then. 
It's true. <laughs> Buy the book, or he does not care, people. Right. Mm-hmm. What Let do you want me known. to say? Hey, I love your shirt. That's that's wonderful. My takeaway. Yeah. I, I completely. That's a very good analogy. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I don't care I, if you like my shirt. <laughs> if you don't shit. buy love, my shirt, I love all the things you create that I'm not gonna buy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say my. I will. I will enjoy it from afar. <laughs> my takeaway from tonight is: be honest with yourself and be honest with everyone. Brutally. Honesty mm-hmm. is key. I think Brutally. that's a great. That and, is a good and, takeaway. And make them think. Make them think. Yeah, challenge them. Let's keep growing, man. Let's, Let's keep growing. Alrighty, so on social media. Yeah, so uh, you can find us, of course, at Twitter at adapt underscore podcast, Instagram at adapt podcast. I am personally at Evan Lesler on Instagram and at adapt. And how about you, Arnell? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Arnell, A R N E L L E, and on Twitter, Arnell Lazada, A R N E L L E L O Z A D A. And you can find me on my blog too, but you know, if, you, li- if, you, if you like me enough, you'll find me. I kind of just, go. I kind of <laughs> just want to pull pull one out of Jack's deck. Like you know, I'm not even gonna tell you, but I'm not a I'm not a best selling author, so you can find me at Derek D Waterman, D E R E K, the letter D followed by Waterman. <laughs> just like how it sounds. Across the board. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, Jack, for being on the show. Uh, we really thank appreciate y'all. your time. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna. I don't know about you guys, but I'm gonna go get chlamydia on Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. No. Do it. Give it <laughs> I'm to. I'm going to get chlamydia on a, Thanksgiving as well. If you have a baby mama, give it to her. It's so <laughs> worth it. Give it to her. Make a book. And as always, we hope that you'll find that the possibilities are endless should you only be willing to adapt. Mic drop.